Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to Love and Light. It's your girl, C, Sienna, Mamacita. You know who it is. Welcome back, or if this is your first time, welcome. Love and Light is a podcast about life. I try my best to be, share, and experience love and light in all of its forms. As we navigate life, why not process it through a lens of love? Love isn't always red roses and kisses. It's also action, advocacy, and having the necessary conversations. This space is me documenting my life through that lens and building a community rooted in authenticity. Today's episode is a continuation of our last conversation on all things Friends with Benefits. If you haven't listened already, I encourage you to check it out because we're picking up right where we left off answering the question, are you comfortable talking to your current Friends with Benefits about other hookups? For me, it kind of depends and I'm kind of going to answer like my previous question too is that kind of just I think depends on like the nature of our relationship because when you know two very simple like uh friends benefits that I mentioned it was fine it was like you do what you want to do like mm-hmm. if you're telling me because I'm also like you it was weird because it was like we're sleeping together but like I'm also your friend first yeah and I'm very much especially with my my guy friends I'm like Talk to me like you're one, I'm one of your girls. Like, I'm no different. So tell me about the girls you're interested in. Tell me, like, what's up? The, and they do. And I'm very much like, I still want to give you girl advice. And I did give some of them girl advice while I was also in their bed. Yeah. And I didn't mind. But then there were also some where I was like, this doesn't make, this doesn't, it's not as comfortable. But I think it was also because my relationship with those people was leading more towards the romantic side of friends with benefits. And it was like, we may not be something, but there's more than just simply baseline friends here. Yeah. And so I don't really want to hear, I'm okay with you doing it, but like, I don't really want to hear about it because it's just going to like rub me the wrong way. And I know if it's like, I'm just hearing all the details, it's just not going to sit right with me mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. So I was just like, it just kind of depended on where I was with that person specifically and how platonic or like romantic our situation was. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to jump in on that and just be like, I, for me personally, I know if I feel hesitant to speak about those things with someone who's my friends with benefits, then it means that we're not actually on the same page. Like if there's any kind of like, if those are the boundaries that we established originally like that it doesn't matter and we're open and it's fine and we're, and we're not exclusive and it doesn't matter if i feel uncomfortable or take any like heed and just talking about things that i would be talking about with anyone else then that's how i kind of know like okay we're actually this is probably feels like it's leaning more to something else and that's why i feel uncomfortable saying that and like it doesn't mean it's like totally off the cards but that like it definitely is a red flag of like let's check in and figure out what this is because if i feel weird about telling you that I did this, even though I know I'm allowed to, then it means that we're probably not fully in flux and flow with each other. So I feel like that's a, I was thinking about that immediately. I was like, yeah, that was all right. Like all these past things that kind of blew up, the red flag could have been that I, even though we were on the same page and we didn't care that I felt weird about being like, oh, last week I did this. Or last week, kind of, this is what I was with last night. Mm-hmm. Are your friends with benefits normally exclusive or open? Um, I've never even been in anything exclusive, except for one time, three weeks. So, okay, they're normally not exclusive, yeah. But yeah, they do become exclusive. Like they kind of just like flow into this area where like they're not exclusive, but like 
and this is like two two specifically that just like went on for so long that like it was like why well, i'm not gonna if i'm going out i'm not really looking for anyone because i'm probably gonna link with you after right that kind of thing where it's not like it's not written in stone anywhere and i still have a tinder and i'm swiping but like we're not really seeing anyone else because we're seeing each other that's also why i feel like it gets messy because you're like not exclusive but you haven't really with anyone else and if you were going to it would probably mean being like turning them down to hang out that's when it gets messy it's like we're we were linking every day so why would i have to live with anyone else and when would i versus like different if you're apart in in different places i think it gets a lot less messy but if we're on campus same place then, yeah no that's a fact i think that i I was going to say, I think that goes back to what Anaya was saying about needing to consistently check in on your boundaries Yes. and being mm-hmm. like, okay, we haven't hooked up with anyone else and we haven't said that we need to be exclusive, but I kind of want to be. Where do mm-hmm. you stand on that? And having that check-in. But Nans, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say something similar to that. Is I think it's interesting that um, you said that all of your friends with benefits are exclusive because I never like I always thought the perk of friends with benefits was so that it wasn't exclusive. So I never really like had that discussion like we're exclusive. But like what Khalib's saying, it's kind of like, okay, well, we're linking Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So yeah. I don't really like have a reason to like hook up with anyone else. Um mm-hmm. so I think it does get really, really tricky when it comes to that. But it also just really makes me think if you're friends with benefits and you're exclusive, you know, like, <laughs> how is this not a relationship? <laughs> like <girlfriend? laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So and I think when it's not exclusive, because similar to Khalib, I, it doesn't start off exclusive, but it ends up being that way. I do like to know, like, if they're seeing other people just for health, re- like, just to check in, yeah. you know, like, so I can ask them questions, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty honest and open about that, too. But it definitely is a discussion that I have to have, because some people are just very jealous people, you know, and even if they're not trying to be in a relationship with you, it like, gets to their their soul and their core when when you're talking about other people. So just like, again be checking in being like okay are you comfortable with this or like this is what i'm comfortable with like i would want to know if you're seeing other people just so that way we could like check in about it but like you don't have to tell me the details we don't, i don't have to give you advice but i have had situations where we do give each other advice you know so yeah. and it has been a very like pleasurable experience to get advice from someone that you've been that intimate with yeah i've definitely gotten that question i will say guys have asked me there's this one guy who asked me he said i want to be friends with benefits i want to be exclusive i want to get to know you but i don't want any strings attached and i was like this doesn't make sense like you don't and he was like what you've never like gotten to know somebody while hooking up with them um and not hooked up with anyone else and i was like yes but that's called dating but then also, how are you getting to know me, but don't want strings attached? Those are opposite. Like, it didn't make sense. And he was like gaslighting me to be like, well, I don't understand how you don't understand. And I was like, block, I can't do this. If I'm asked to be exclusive, I'm always pretty much down because similar to you and I, I'm not a huge like hookup buddy person. I need emotional intimacy to be physical with you personally. That is a need I know that I have. And because of that, I need to like spend time with you as a person. The first time I see you, it's not going to be a hookup unless like we both know that's what it is. Um, but for me, that's not fulfilling. Like that just doesn't do anything for me. 
so exclusivity, like when it's proposed, I pretty much am always down. And it it kind of gets to that point, I think, also, especially when you're on campus. Even without us having said it, it was very naturally exclusive. And then it would come up of like, hey, you know, I'm interested in X, Y, Z. How do you like where you feel about that? Right. And we would have those conversations. But I think, again, the difference is simply that I know as a partner, like we just don't vibe that way. Like that doesn't actually explain anything. But I think we can all understand like you have your friends and you love them as friends, but you wouldn't take all of your friends as life partners. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love all of my guy friends, but they would not be my life partner for a variety of reasons, right? And that's how it was with my friends with benefits is I love you as a person. I love what you do for me and what I can do for you. And that's our capacity, right? Like, I'm not interested in anything beyond. So being exclusive for me, honestly, just added that sense of security more than anything else of like, all right, sexually, we're good. I don't have to get tested as frequently because I know that I'm your only partner and I trust that I'm your only partner, but also like people should just be getting tested regularly regardless. But yeah, so for me, that's the difference of like why it's not a boyfriend or a girlfriend is because I don't want it to be like, I don't want you to be that. How about you, Feek? Have yours typically been exclusive or open? Yeah, uh, usually I'm, I'm more of a fan of keeping things open, uh, just historically. Um, what I will also say is that I, <laughs> I can be super lazy. So, um, so no, because the thing is, is that especially in college, like I, for anyone who who's listening to this, your your prospects um, completely change when you leave college. Everything is just different. Um, in spite of because I, I had a thing going on for most of uh, the year before before COVID, um, g- general friends with benefits thing. Um, we weren't like technically exclusive, but I was also, I was also in the middle of a grad program. Um, I was, I was learning, I was learning photography and stuff like that. So for me personally, even though we weren't exclusive, I was never looking for anybody else. Cause there was just, mm-hmm. there was no reason to, I was busy. Uh, even if I wasn't busy, I didn't have a desire to, cause at least, even though like the, the girl in question, like we would argue sometimes, like for the most part, things were fine. Yeah. Um, so like there was no real incentive on my end of things anyway to really uh, to try that. But in general, yeah, I would say I usually lean towards non-exclusivity. But I'd also say that just personally, I, there are very few times where like if I'm already with somebody um, as a as a friends with benefits or something like that, that I'll be looking to talk to other people. So it's just yeah. I don't know the as either maybe the incentive isn't there or um, or it's just comfort, you know, sometimes you meet somebody and you don't want to necessarily be with them, but you don't mind, you know, uh, them being the only person in your orbit. Yeah. You're enjoying them for where they're at. Exactly. I, this also just, uh, this like reminds me of a scenario I was in my sophomore year when I was in like a similar kind of friends with benefits where like we weren't necessarily friends before, but we knew of each other and then like started hooking up with everyone. It was chill and it was fun. And I was having a good time, but like, I didn't want to date. And then we linked, you know, one day and um, this is the whole thing with friends with benefits, right? Is that if you're in a friends with benefits with with this person, then they might be in something that's different with someone else and that could become caught at any moment, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want that to happen. You don't think it's going to happen. He was like, oh, I mean, you know, I've been seeing this other guy. I think that 
am I asking to be exclusive? Like, what do you think? And this friend like advised way, and I felt a type of way, even though like yeah, we had nothing attached to it. But that's when I was like, why do I feel mad right now? Like, <laughs> if I don't want to date you, well, why am yeah. I upset? And it was just interesting because I definitely felt a type of way, and then I got kind of rude and I left, and <laughs> and like yeah. So I just think like that was a interesting moment where like it's like yeah you can talk to me about your prospects but like not the prospect that's gonna end this because i like this arrangement like you know like yeah that's when things got weird um and i think i had another thought but i've lost it but that was i feel like a moment where i was like what do i actually want from this and i didn't know like i actually had no idea like (laughs) and i still don't really know what i wanted from it like looking back (laughs) but i knew that i was mad when he did that maybe you wanted sustainability you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like maybe you simply just didn't want it to end. I don't think it has to be this like deep I want you in my life forever, blah blah blah, but just like I'm good with this and I don't want this to end because yeah. then I'm missing something, right? hmm I think also it's like it's so funny. There's like this feeling you get when you know, you did choose voluntarily to be in this friends with benefits thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're in those things a lot and everyone, and then they leave to get cuffed. It's, it, there's definitely a, a subconscious feeling of like, why am I only the friends with, with benefits boy? And like, no one ever is mm-hmm. like, which isn't even necessarily the right narrative because you're, you're usually have been on both ends of this where you're the one that's turning the person down or you're the one who, you know, wants more and doesn't. But it does feel that way of like, oh, like I'm never the person who anyone wants to take it that next step with. And I feel like that, it, but that gets like folded into all of this too, like this insecurity thing. Yeah, we all have insecurities. It's a lie to say you don't. But I definitely think if it's not your agency that's putting you into these scenarios repeatedly, then there is a part of you that feels like, why am I passively only getting this opportunity or this kind mm-hmm. of relationship, you know? Also, it's a matter of like, sorry, we're having a back and forth, but the last point I want to make too is that it's also just a matter of like uh, entering friends with benefits things and having that secret hope in the back of your head that like, and not because of that specific person, but just because of that it's such a fantasy that like this will turn into something else like so naturally and it'll be so natural and good. And I feel like, I, at least I feel like I always, almost always have that little inkling in the back of my head where it's like, I don't need this to turn into anything, but what if it did? And then when it, fizzles out that's fine but when it when they end it because they chosen to change another friend's with benefits into something serious it's like damn i feel that way so i feel like that's also a, a um a thing i'm also dealing with like in terms of the way i think about these these kinds of arrangements these entanglements yeah <laughs> i can completely 100 relate because i've found just kind of as a pattern not necessarily a choice that i kind of end up becoming exclusive on one side <laughs> like and maybe it's just like a lazy thing like Rafiq was saying and I just like don't really want to put the time and desire into finding other prospects when I have a perfectly good one right here mm-hmm. um and that's definitely part of it but it's also like maybe like a secret hope like yeah I'm I'm in this you know exclusively I don't really need anybody else and if this plays out well enough then maybe we can go into something more mm-hmm. but and like if it fizzles out, it fizzles out and like there's no like hard feelings there and that's great. And you know, I've been in that type of situation before and it's been fine. But then yeah, when it's kind of like the choice and you hear about it too, of like, yeah, no, there was this actually this other person while well, I was seeing at the same time and 
I, it's not even, and it feels like a, I like them more than you kind of thing sometimes, or it's like their qualities or just them as a person fit to be girlfriend material and you didn't. And, you know, that's just kind of like the insecurity speaking, but it doesn't help when, you know, you were being exclusive and they weren't mm-hmm. just subconsciously. And then you're just, you kind of just feel like, damn. And part of it's like, damn, did I play myself? But yeah, it, it really just like, you need to know like what you're okay with. And like, if you're okay with not sleeping with other people and them and them are, they are, mm-hmm. and they are like, make sure you are like, and what everything that could lead into yeah no that also brings me back right to like polyamory versus monogamy and I think for me kind of going back to your question John's about like why I prefer to be exclusive I think it's because my physical needs can always be met by one person I personally don't need or really desire multiple people to satisfy my physical needs. And then I have a community for all of my other needs, right? My emotional, mental, just like support needs don't have to come from, no one person is going to fill all my needs as a whole, right? Like I have to fill them for myself. And then that's why you have a community of friendships for me is because I get, I'm very intimate with all of my friends, right? Like not physically, but emotionally physically yes in the sense that like I cuddle with my guy friends all the time and like we give each other massages and it's very natural and it's very platonic right it's not in a romantic way but like I could cuddle with Kaleeb and I could cuddle with Rafiq and have zero qualms about like what does this mean for us but also like that's satisfying my physical need of like touch and care and like affection in that way so yeah like for me I think that's how I know that I wouldn't want a polyamorous relationship and why I subscribe to monogamy is because all of the needs that aren't physical, I'm already getting met by a community of people in my life. And the only need that is kind of reserved for my like real life partner or friends with benefits or whatever is that like physical, intimate, like sexual need, you know? I think the only thing that I question about monogamy is just the stories we tell around it Mm. Um, and just like the normalization of monogamy when it's actually not normal. (laughs) Like it's actually very abnormal. Like every in the entire animal kingdom, I think there's maybe like 0.1% of species. You know, I'm not even making this up. There's very few species that you'll meet that is monogamous. And I don't think that humans are different from that. Mm-hmm. I do, but I also do resonate with um, the comfort that comes from receiving physical intimacy from one person and feeling satisfied with that one person. Um, I think just it's more about this sort of ownership that comes with monogamy. And it's also, it's also like, accepting an end date when you are monogamous can be very hard because we're taught that a a successful monogamous relationship is forever yeah and it just it just to me doesn't really make sense that like I don't think humans are growing on the same trajectory like it's very rare that you'll meet another human being that is growing at the same pace at the same rate as you or is hoping to explore the same things that you at with you at, at the same time Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes it's the lack of acceptance that it's okay for a monogamous relationship to come to an end, even when you're 48. That is an issue for me. And it's not because like, I, I really, I think 
you know, we've all talked about it, how like, even when you're friends with benefits and you're leaving it open, sometimes it ends up being monogamous because of the sheer amount of time and dedication that it takes. And also the vulnerability of building that space with someone. But I just think that like, you know, I think that as a society, like we have to come to terms with like the, like the possessive, possessive, sorry, I don't know. I said that so weird. Um, And unhealthy like nature of like the traditional relationship yeah that makes sense I definitely because like cheating is rooted in possession I think but the only reason I would actually I like I could argue both sides I think I think cheating could be rooted in possession but I also think cheating is rooted in agreement it's not necessarily like that you don't want me it's that you broke our agreement right you betrayed my trust you betrayed what our guidelines were you know whereas if you just ended it or if you asked to change the parameters then you could have still engaged with this person and not harmed our relationship so if you're in a monogamous relationship and like the guy or whoever you're with wants to like see other people for a time period like personally I think that's something that I'm trying to like work through and come to terms with and like figure out Mm -hmm. because I do hear what you're saying as well I do think that it's for me more than anything cheating is a shame because we made an agreement you know what I'm saying and I'm a promise person like if I promise to do something and I make a commitment then I'm gonna stick to that commitment Mm -hmm. so like if you're presented with someone who's like you know like I, I definitely love you. You know what I'm saying? And I, I want to be intimate with you. But at this point in time, I need to express myself differently and see myself differently with other people. How do you interact with that? I think it depends on how far along we are for me, because my level of investment, and this is so ego, is that like, I know I can't be your everything, but I want to be as close as I can be. And that's so just me and my ego, right? But like, I very recently was in this situation where we both openly loved each other. We had been physical, like we wanted to date, but there was distance. And so we had agreed that like the next time we're physically together, we're going to assess kind of how distance was working for us and whether or not we now want to be like exclusive partners or not but so up until we saw each other we were open and we were both very like you don't owe me hey I went on a date with this person like I don't need to hear about it you don't owe that to me all you owe me is like hey I'm on my fourth date with this person and now I'm engaging in another relationship with them right so you just owe me when it's going to affect our relationship if you went on seven first dates and nothing came of that I don't need to know. I don't care. Personally, I did not care. And he went on a date and he told me and I was like, thank you for telling me like, how was it? Did you enjoy it? And we had a conversation about their date and we chatted about the girl and like, I genuinely was fine. Like I had actually zero qualms about it. And then he went on and cheated. And I was like, now I'm pissed because we were open. All you owed me was communication that you were interested in her. And you couldn't give me the respect of that. Like for me, it was rooted in betrayal of what we had agreed on and respect. But so, yeah, if I'm, but if I'm in a monogamous relationship with someone, we agreed monogamy. And then like five years down the line, they're like, Hey, so I love you, 
and I want to explore this, blah, blah, blah. My ego is going to be hurt because I know myself. My ego is going to be like, why? What happened? Um, But I genuinely think there is a conversation that I would need to have to feel comfortable about like, what are you searching for? Right? It doesn't mean that I'm inadequate, but it does mean that either there are new needs or there are new I think it's pretty much that there's new needs or that I stop meeting certain needs for you. Right. And again, no one person can fulfill all of your needs, but I think as your partner, I have a right to know what your needs are so that we can be in a healthy dynamic together. So I'm going to yeah, be, I- but I would probably with parameters, like it would just have to be an agreed upon, you know, what's going on. What does this look like for us? What, what does success in your exploration look like, et cetera? Yeah, I was just going to, like, echo on that, too. Like, it, it, feel like, it feels like it's very much, uh, it feels very much like a how long have we been together type of thing, like you said, because I feel like, you know, if you're in a, okay, let's just throw some time frames out there. Like, if you're in a few months to a year-long relationship, you're still building with each other. Your needs are still constantly changing, right? You're still navigating who this person is with you, right? versus like a five-year relationship you very much like are invested in this person and they've been able to adapt to you to you know I feel like you know if you're going to be that long in a relationship with a person you know everything I can give to you and like you know that I am open and this is me just me personally like very open to like you as a person right and like who you want to be because I want to be there beside you and I want to, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, I want to be able to help you grow and experience things alongside you. Mm-hmm. So to then, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to deal with in here that you feel like you can't do that with me all of a sudden, mm-hmm. five years in when, yeah. you know, all the changes, all the battles and all that have been with me that long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like how, yeah, it's just, it, it feels a lot more of a, like, something big had to have changed and a long time ago for you to be telling me this now, mm-hmm. five years in versus a year, you know? And maybe that's ego. Maybe I just wanted, like you said, want to be as close to your everything. And so if mm-hmm. I need to change or, you know, something I need to do needs to up the ante on something, like, I am willing to do that. So just tell me that rather than trying to find it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And I, I've been in a five-year relationship. So like, I think that's also why I'm like very, uh, <laughs> I'm not skeptical of monogamy because I just feel like I've done it, you know? And I, I literally feel like I've been in a marriage of its own. And I think that it's unrealistic to expect, like, it's not even about, it's just unrealistic to expect humans to not have, issues pop up especially when it comes to like wanting to say yeah and so like honestly don't but I don't think that's a normal response like your way of dealing with like oh yeah I'll consider it I might be hurt a lot of men especially if we're talking like heterosexual men would die on a hill before they let someone like they before they let their girlfriend like go off and do something you know what I'm saying and so I think that like it, it is something that definitely needs to to be reconsidered um, in a healthier light. There's so many things there, though, that I think, like, 
yes, male ego and like the way that they're conditioned and socialized, but also like I think a huge part of that is the toxic masculinity that's imposed on them. Because I think so many guys, heterosexual or not, I think a lot of guys would get grief from their other friends if they were like, oh yeah, like my girl is just exploring new things and like I don't need to do that right now, but that's what she needs and we're cool. You would, I, from my friends, right? And Kaleeb and Rafiq can speak on this, right? Like, I would imagine that you would get some shit from your friends about like, nah, dog, like she's playing you. You gave her a hall pass to cheat, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's what I imagine those conversations being like. I don't know. But I also feel like women, women would feel that way too. I know like a lot, I have a lot of friends that would be like, you're dumb because especially, especially because you're a woman, like, okay, so now he's doing that. Now he's just going to cheat on you all the time. Like if you wanted to get cheated on, you should have just not had a relationship. I I feel like people like on the woman's side would very much be like, oh, like now you have no respect for yourself. Like how could you allow him to do that? Like you should have, like if he had a respect for you, he wouldn't want to do that. And I was like, yeah. Is it though? But I think, yeah, I think what y'all are saying is more so about like women I think more often subscribe to monogamy. So they're going to be like, well, why is monogamy not enough? Like you're doing it wrong. You're doing relationships wrong. Whereas for guy, it's going to guys, it's going to be attack on their manhood. Be like, you're not a man because you're not fulfilling her needs and she needs to go out and search this. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's, this is all hypothetical. I'm not everyone. This is just my, you know, from my experiences that like, nah man like that's not cool like she shouldn't treat her man like that like you shouldn't i also think people just attack women because they can like this is no honestly we had the conversation me and colin had this conversation and uh someone said women are targeted based on their gender and i think that's a fact like women are targeted for not being ladylike enough for being too masculine for being too ladylike and not masculine enough or you know being a girl's girl but then not being able to kick it with the guys or being a guy's girl and not having enough girlfriends like it's just you can't win this is you just be yourself and let it let the chips fall where they may yeah i'm gonna say the last point and i'm gonna let the guys chime in because i was like i've been chatting for a minute but yeah kind of like back on the you know expectations kind of thing i remember um like my parents actually i was planning to go out with a friend of mine who and it was just like late at night but it wasn't like crazy it was like 10 11 o'clock at night and we were just gonna probably go maybe get a drink right around whatever chilling talking and he ended up standing me up so that's a whole different issue but my parents were were very much like oh like is and my then boyfriend at the time was it's like is he okay with that like how would you feel if he was hanging out with girls like this late at night? I was like, he has, mm-hmm. we're fine. <laughs> like, yeah. They're his friends. Like it doesn't, you know? And I was like, as people, you're entitled to have relationships outside of your partner mm-hmm. and like deep relationships and time, you know, I feel like the time of day doesn't necessarily have a construct on that. Like, you know, if you want to hang out with your friend who happens to be a girl at like 11 o'clock at night your time but you're just like watching the game eating some ice cream or whatever like how am I gonna tell you no like that 
I feel like it's kind of wrong for me to tell you no. Like, how am I going to deprive you of a friendship, right? Yeah. I was like, I, you know, want the communication of like, hey, babe, like, I'm going to hang out with Stephanie tonight. Um, I'll talk to you when I get home or whatever, or like, I'll text you the, like throughout. But you, like, I know you're hanging out with friends and I know who your friends are and I know, like, it's no problem, right? Yeah. There's and trust. It's trust exactly it's all trust we're right? really different though because i've had whole ar- arguments with my friends about if they if okay if a, if your if their boyfriend pulled up in a car and the f- girl f- like a friend that h- is a girl was sitting in the front seat they would they would literally literally drag her out by her neck because that is a sign of disrespect so like and those same friends would be like why do you have girlfriend <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like i don't like, you know it, it is a it is a very or if you do have girlfriends no you can't hang out with them alone you can see them at a party you know you can see them at a gathering it is not a very like common opinion yeah yeah my whole family my mom my stepdad my brother were like that's sus i was like no it's not it's only sus if they if it's sus and if you make it that way but i was like it's not like i know his friends i know him first of all like i know the person i'm with yeah. and why am i gonna like assume the worst to satisfy like not even satisfy but to like conjure up this like insecurity or like lack of trust when there's no need for that and you know it was very much coming back to it was re- very much rooted in like you need to have more respect for yourself as a woman of like when you hang out with guys or how you like um, hang out with guys especially when you're in a monogamous monogamous, monogamous relationship mm-hmm. and I was like just because my relationship doesn't look like your idea of monogamy or whatever relationship is supposed to look like doesn't mean it's not a great relationship in fact it is a very great relationship and I'm very grateful of the fact that we're so open-minded and trusting and communicative that we can do this and it's healthy and normal and there's no problems yeah. Why are we trying to create problems? No, that, I think honestly, if someone wants to cheat, they're going to find a way to cheat. Like, that's just what it is. You cannot stop someone from cheating. You being paranoid, you dragging, you know, good sis out the front seat is going to do nothing but maybe release some chaotic energy that you had pent up. Mm-hmm. That's the maximum. It's not going to stop him from cheating. It's not going to stop her from cheating. It's not going to stop her from popping up. It might stop her from popping up at your crib but not at his place. You can't stop someone from cheating. It's not your job. It's not your responsibility. Take that off of yourself. Like, I just, I can't. I really cannot. I have. So- I want to hop into and say on the same point, like, I feel like I see a lot of this discourse on Twitter and like my first feeling is always just like, are heterosexuals okay? Like, to me, <laughs> no, it's just like, not. you should like, they're, and they're not. And neither are anyone else. They're not. <laughs> and, like, they're not. it's just... It's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, your sense of security in your relationship shouldn't come from the label that you put on it. And like, it should come from the trust in that person, as y'all are saying. And like, and maybe this is like a simplistic way of thinking about it, but I'm just like, if you, if the only thing stopping you from hooking up with that girl over there that you want to so badly is that you're dating and like this other girl that's next to you, but you're thinking about it all the time, like, obviously there's a little bit of a line, but to me in general, I'm like, then you shouldn't be in a monogamous relationship. Like, and it doesn't mean that you don't want to have a thing with this other girl. It doesn't mean that she'll want that. But, like, when I see the way that, like, I feel like a lot of men I know are just, like, miserable about being cuffed because mm-hmm. they, like, and the only, and, like, 
and they're flirting with like and it's crazy because it's also it's not like the men who everyone says are trash like these are my i have a lot of close male friends that i really love where i'm like wow you interact with women in a very interesting way and you interact with queer men in a very interesting way when your girl is not around and like why like and to me it's just like and it, it reminds me of like and this is like i'm kind of dragging it i guess but you know i'm a metaphor person and i like to think a lot about everything all about capitalism and the way that capitalism has forced us to organize around this this sense of like organized pain and like if it doesn't hurt a little bit then you're not really doing anything and i'm like so against that that construction because i think it's such a white supremacist made thing like only people who were never historically oppressed would organize with their own pain and struggle and obstacles to make life actually work but that's what monogamy feels like to me is that it's like if you're not resisting urges to do things then you're not really trying to be in love and that's just so stupid to me like i'm just like wait if you want to hook up with her and her and her and her and her and obviously yes every person has their urges and like i do think even in uh monogamous arrangement even if you really are a monogamous person you know you'll have fantasies about other people you're gonna be probably you might watch porn every now and then other people but in general it's like you probably don't really want to act on those things because you're a monogamous person i just think we have like way less full monogamous people than we think and like Mm -hmm. i think also a lot of these constructions that like we're even talking about only really work in these super gendered like hetero relationships like i'm just thinking about like how and I'm not the kind of gay where all of my friends are gay. I have mostly, like, women friends. But, like, if I ever have a friend group of, like, 11, you know, gay men, like, that's, like, we're all just going to be friends together. Like, everyone's going to be in the car. Everyone's going to be bullying. Everyone's going to be flirting. Everyone's going to be doing this. And that, those kinds of, like, rules aren't really going to apply in the same way. And, like, I just think it's really, it's such interesting, like, restrictions that not, we, we, we don't place them on ourselves. It's, like, society in itself. But I feel like the people who lose the most out of all of those are women because. I don't know, you're forced to, like, as you're, as you're saying, Sienna, like, beg, like, try to do, jump through all of these hoops to stop a man from cheating on you. And in reality, if he gonna cheat, he gonna cheat. And it's not having, it's not about who's in the front. And that's, it, like, her being in the backseat shouldn't be the thing that makes him not cheat. He should not cheat because right? he's in an relationship with you. Like, that's a fact. And, like, I get, like, boundaries and comfort, but you should, honestly, it doesn't mean that you'll allow this, but you should know in your heart of hearts that, like, if some girl see me in his bed next to him, that he will not act on it because he doesn't want to. <laughs> and like, that's just how it should be to me. And that's what I feel like women who are dating men deserve. Like, you you, you deserve that, that, that kind of comfort. And I don't know, I just wish that we didn't have to be in these weird, like double binds and negative and double negatives and crazy like situations that to me are just like, wait, but it should all be internally motivated that you want to be in this thing with this person. And I really think that at the root of it, it's that if you actually like, if you, in the same way now that like, you know, in our liberal spaces, like a lot of people who are not homophobic are like actually taking time to think about their sexuality and question it, even if they've grown up thinking they're straight, they're like, hmm am I attracted to other genders? Am I attracted to other things? And I feel like if we all had this moment when we started dating, like to think like, do I want monogamy? Or everyone kind of has to try it, but, but like trying it as a trial run, like inherently in itself and, and agreeing to be like, even if I think I want this, I am, I'm challenging this, I'm testing it out. I think that we would do so much better. Mm-hmm. I think it would help people so much. And that's my two cents. No, <laughs> like I just, I can't even... And I want to be respectful of y'all's time. I know that it's already 4.03. But I just really need to say this because, like, you can't stop him. 
you just can't you can't stop her you can't stop them i don't you can't stop your partner from cheating if they want to cheat like good old boy who cheated on me was living with his woman when i thought i was his woman he was living with her full time sleeping with her going to bed with her at night everything hid it from her and from me do you know how much labor that is to hide a whole relationship i will never forget like i can't like do you know i mean her are best friends now like god bless we love women because we just like we're friends and we're homies and we chat but like we could not have stopped him there is nothing more that she could have done to keep him there is nothing more that i could have done to make him not cheat like there is like we both financially romantically emotionally mentally invested in this person and they were just like nah that was their choice that was not a reflection of us not a reflection of our worth not a reflection of how good partners we were that was all him you just you can't stop them i feel like something that i live by is like i do what i want and i know it sounds simple but it's like i do what i want and i'm trying to cause the least amount of harm Yes. And the fact about that is that if I say I'm going to do what I want and at the time I agreed to want to do something and I'm going to stick to that until I don't feel like doing that anymore. And then I'm going to be, I'm going to talk to you about it because I don't want to harm you. Mm -hmm. And I think that like the longer that we stay in these contracts, and I think that's also a very capitalistic way to think about it. And that's honestly what marriage marriage, is. Marriage is a financial state legislative contract. Exactly. Exactly. And so like the longer we stay in these contracts when we're not happy, the more those things come out. So like people who say I'm staying with I'm staying with my husband for the kids, most of the time the kids know that this is a miserable marriage. Or even if you're boyfriend, girlfriend and you're feeling the need that you want to explore and you're trying not to explore or cheat or whatever and you get drunk and and have sex with someone and like you may have not meant to do that but it is your subconscious coming out and trying to express itself in a way that you have been like disregarding so at the end of the day if humans did what they wanted to do with harm reduction in mind i think relationships would be a lot healthier yeah and be true and being true to what you want to do and not letting society dictate that, you know? I think every person needs to question their sexuality because I saw a tweet that said, like, cis heterosexual people live live their lives, like, on automated. Yeah, you're not even really thinking about the things that you're taking on. You're just assuming it. And, like, now I'm sitting here like, hmm, what is my gender? You know what I'm saying? Because I need to sit back and think about it. Um, and I think the more we stay true to ourselves and what we actually want, um, while keeping the harm, like harm reduction at the center, I don't, I don't think it would be that complicated. I don't want to add to that really quick too. Like, that's so interesting because, you know, I, I'm growing up as a gay person who can aspire to marriage, but that's because it was legalized five years ago. And like most people growing up, like weren't even entering relationships thinking like we're going to get married because there was, but that wasn't an option in most states. Like, so it was one of those things where you're more thinking about. And this is not to say queer relationships are without harm and toxicity and messiness because, you know, we're, we're all messy. We're all humans trying to figure it out. But I think that one aspect of like living by this rule book didn't exist because you couldn't even aspire to that to that thing. And 
Yeah, so, so I think that's such an interesting way of putting it and putting it in those frames of like a contract makes me realize that my my metaphor was not that far off because it really is like a capitalistic thing. Like that, it's all about money and tax breaks and 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 religion and a lot of other things. So like, yeah, it's just very interesting. There's just uh, we could go on forever. This is why I love this group of people, um, <laughs> but. It is seven minutes past the time and I want to be respectful of everyone. So I will just open up the floor. Are there any final thoughts or things that y'all want to say to the people? Um, any thoughts about friends with benefits, relationships, things that you want to promote? Uh, I will jump in real quick and just say, um, just as it pertains to some of the concepts that we were discussing before, uh, specifically in this case, to uh to heterosexual men that like i really do think that it is underrated and is not discussed enough the extent to which like i think that just in general like men really need to like sit down with themselves and figure certain stuff out about like who they are because i know like for example probably this last year of my life was the first time in my life where i looked at romance and sexuality and all that kind of stuff solely from the perspective of like well what do i want you know like uh -huh. um, rather than because like for example um sienna would know this better than, than anyone uh here uh, i'm sure and i would know to a certain extent but in high school oh my god especially my first two years of high school <laughs> i was just i was a lover boy i was just looking for love and stuff like that and you know I, like I, I, there are times i do all like these crazy big gestures for for people that are or not people usually it was more so one or two people but like Rafiq so like really serenaded Rafiq had candlelit dinners on the lake like Rafiq really went out you know uh yeah that is that is all factual she, she didn't tell a lot <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah and then when I got to college uh college is kind of when I would say I probably had my most significant like sexual awakening or whatnot. Like I, I really that was the first time I really started to get involved with people in any like real significant way. Um but even then, like um just kind of echoing what y'all talked about before in the sense that like, yeah, like if if a if a dude was was uh was talking was talking to, you know, a young woman that was like, oh no, I, I wanna I want to, I want to talk to other people. I'm talking to you like that. That's not going to fly a lot of the time. Um, just societally speaking. Um, so again, people will call you a simp. People will say that, you know, that someone's too time you and this, that, and that, like, there's a, there's a certain social currency. Number one, that you lose, I guess a lot of the time when you're a heterosexual man who is seeing somebody who's seeing other people, as well as the fact that like, for better or for worse, I think there's almost a social, social currency that's gained when you're a heterosexual man and you have a lot of partners and stuff like that. And I can't tell you the number of times I talk to certain guys who are like, man, like, I met this girl and I kind of just want to talk to her, but I almost feel like I got to be out here in these streets. And I'd be like, nah, just talk to her, man. If, if that's who you like, you don't have to prove to everyone um, that, you know, you're, you're a ladies man or anything of that kind of sort. Um, and I know, look, I know I felt that pressure at times in college that like, I know, for example, like my junior year was definitively like, it was a time where I, like, it was like, I've been November or December. And I said, I do not want to be talking to anybody. Um, just cause like, I, I just needed some time for myself. I just wanted to focus on school and focus on what I was going to be doing going into the summer. And I just felt like it was too much. 
all at one time. I was working two jobs and stuff like that. Um, and like people ridiculed me for it. They were like, like people, people thought they would say like, Oh, like you think you're, you know, you're bigger than this or that or whatever. Like, Oh, she's obviously trying to give you attention. Like, why won't you reciprocate? I'd be like, cause I've made this decision like for this period of my life. That's not what I'm looking for. And I think that a lot of, I think like a lot of men, uh, just in general, but especially a lot of heterosexual men would benefit from that. Cause I think your, your outlook on what romance and, and sex and all that completely changes. Mm-hmm. You're not listening to all the noise from outside and you just have the opportunity to just think for yourself, like, this is what's good for me. This, what, this, this, this is what isn't. And this is what's all in the middle and stuff like that. And I think too often I, I come in contact uh, with a lot of men. I have a lot of uh, friends who are men who feel as though if they are not constantly looking to have sex with another woman, that there is something wrong with them. And I think that's a problem. I think, I think that leads a lot of the time to the, to the discord and the complications that you see. Cause a lot of times you'll have, you'll have a man in a relationship who's not looking to be in a relationship. You have a man in a relationship with somebody who may not satisfy his needs. You may have a man in a relationship who hasn't figured out where he stands second, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if you, if you don't have him taking the time to at least think about those things and earn it, uh, I don't really think that, uh, you'll be able to make good decisions as it pertains to someone else that you may legitimately care about. And also like, I feel like in that same realm, in terms of like heterosexual things, like like women should also feel like they can really question whether or not they're looking for love. I feel like everyone's always assuming that as the same idea of like, don't catch feelings. I don't want you to catch feelings. Like this is why I love Meg and Cardi and all of these new rap girls because they're talking about how you can also just want to be messy and have sex and get pleasured and leave and not talk again. And like that those things are open to everyone. Like I really agree with you that like, a lot of people need to just be actually questioning things and not just going by, again, this like rule book that Anaya was talking about, that like we just follow these blind rules, like actually ask yourself what you want. And to bump what you were saying about, especially cishet men and really being in touch with what they're actually thinking is like talking to your friends. Like I feel like a lot of cishet men I know don't have like emotionally intimate relationships with anyone except for their partners. And they don't talk about their feelings with anyone. And I would go crazy if I didn't like walk through everything with all my friends. So just like, really talking through feelings and emotions and leaning on other people to like reach what you actually want. Cause I think it, as you're saying, which is fix a lot of these discords and, and make things more healthy if people actually were seeking out what they want rather than what they should be doing. I love this. Um, all right. Non Stezzy, any final thoughts, no pressure, but just, I want to give you the opportunity before we close out. Yeah. I mean, just like I just to sum it all up, you know, just be, you know, open with yourself and as honest with yourself and all your needs, right? I think as long as, you know, you are putting yourself in a position to constantly question and reassess and reevaluate what you as a person want and need and be willing to explore as many avenues as you need to personally, um, you can really grow into the mental, personal and sexual being you, you are. And, you know, you can navigate relationships healthily by doing so especially like as nani said with uh doing what you want and living true to yourself but with you know care and um a mindset of do no harm you know or or try to mitigate as much harm as possible um both to yourself and to um whatever you know people and partners you interact with along the way yeah i think I have so many like final PS, but I guess my 
the main things that come to my head are like, you deserve pleasure. Whoever you are, you deserve pleasure. You have to satisfy your own needs. No one person will fill all of your needs. That's why you have communities and friends and family. Um, it is not wrong to be exploring or discovering or on a different page with someone. And you owe it to yourself to let them know that you're not on the same page with them. That's not your job to meet someone's expectation of you. It's your job to meet your expectation of yourself. Bust your nut with care. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. I love it. I was not expecting that. But I thank you all again so much for joining me. We have given you love and laughter and lust and mess and chaos and tea. And I hope that you have enjoyed all of it. Khalid's podcast, uplifting up and coming black artists called CED Radio. Check him out on Instagram and on Spotify. That'll be in the description. Desi is the captain of Azucar at Oxy, which is a dance team that I founded. Um, And she is having some really exciting virtual projects coming out soon. So make sure to give them a follow, support, send them some money if you so wish. Anaya has founded and is the co-principal of Holistic Wealth Consulting, an LLC dedicated to uplifting and and encouraging holistic wealth and redefining wealth as health, um, as well as a blog, 20 and Confused. Those will all be linked in the description. Check them out on Insta, on their actual website. Um, Hit us up for servicings and products. And that is about it. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Use the submission link and love and light, beautiful people.